Thank God it's Friday, gonna cast out a line. A happy afternoon, sun is flying oh so high. I'm a peaceful kind of guy, most usually. But I'm hunting all the fishes in the deep blue sea. Making sure my bait is all nice and stinky. Gonna add a little, let it make the bait go sinky. We can wait another day to do the patchwork laundry. Cause now we go on Indeed, the weekend is here and we're going fishing. One place a lot of people will be fishing this weekend, undoubtedly, is Leech Lake. And we'll get all the details from Hall of Fame angler Al Moss. You're listening to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Well, checking back in with Hall of Famer Al Moss, who uh, apparently was... uh, was out in Alaska. Well, that's got to be an exciting thing, Al. Yeah, I had to do that. You know, your poor wife gets abused with all these phone calls and stuff that comes in. So I figured we got to do that, and we took a nice cruise up through the in uh, passage, and it was it was a good time. And uh, it gave us a break from the the whole industry because I even left the cell phone back home, so it was good. <laughs> yeah, you really did escape. How was the bite up there? Did you get a chance to do any fishing? No, we, you know, we've done that before, and uh, there were people that did go out, fished halibut, fished salmon. Uh, they were catching a few fish. They said the, they're right on the verge of the big run of the salmon coming. There was nothing really in numbers pertaining to the ladders yet, but um, anyhow, they say they're going to have a record salmon uh, bite the way it looked. Did go through some hatcheries and looked at the stuff that I had interest in, and... Um, it was just nice. The temperature kept unbelievable because usually, you know, they're 300 days they've got rain out of 365. And we never had uh, a day where it wasn't pure sunshine. The cruise was so smooth that you could have had a glass of wine on the deck and it didn't even tip over. Wow. I mean, it was it was a great trip. Good. Then we got back into Minneapolis in reality. You know, <laughs> <laughs> an hour and a half delay because of storms that you had up here. <laughs> Well, what are you hearing about uh, the bite in our neck of the woods? Well, I've done a lot of uh, research, as you had called, and I've taken a look at it. Let's take the, the bread and butter fish, of course, the walleye first. Um, <clears throat> it's uh, at the transition time, and it's actually moving into that summer pattern, definitely. The uh, AIM tournament is here now, and there's 100 boats, as I understand. I've talked to several of those guys. Many of them, of course, are going for the big fish. Uh, and they've been all over the lake. Um, the bite is a little slow because we haven't had any wind. Uh, but, you know, they'll come up with that routine. Um, from the standpoint of fishing, if you were a tourist coming up, I'll tell you one thing that you definitely want to look at is low-light periods. Now, if you can go early in the morning and fish until about 9 o'clock or fish from, say, 7 o'clock into the dark uh, at night and go on top of the, the uh, flats or the reeds, you're going to catch walleyes. Pattern-wise, everything is a go right now. We have lots of people crankbaiting, Kev. These shad wrappers are going all over the place. The other thing that's really working good is the jig and a minnow. If you can get a hold of them, uh, spot tails, which they're going to be you know, hard, but a fat, it'll work. Um, color doesn't, I don't think, make a whole lot of difference. The blues and the greens work. The other thing that's working good now already on bottom bouncers, lots of guys pulling spinners. If you remember on Leech Lake, use your gold, use your silver. Uh, we'll be going over to greens pretty soon, but right now the gold and the silver. Fish that at a 45-degree angle back, you know, and uh, with crawlers, 
you'll you'll do well with that. Rigging, the guys that I've talked to on that, that's going strong also, uh, just only in certain areas, but the crawler bite and the leech bite um, are on. The other thing that's really been pretty good is the jig and the leech. Uh, that seems to be one of the best patterns that's going during the daytime. And don't hesitate to go to fairly shallow water and vegetation uh, to find them. I know there's deep water fish too, but um, we've been fishing the shallow water fish more than that. So walleye-wise, everything I think is going to go right now, and uh, we're going to see what happens. But we'll be over pretty much to the crawler leech bite in whatever pattern here before long. You know, uh, leech is not a lake that, uh, you know, you need to have the low-light bite, but that can be the difference between a decent bite and a great bite. Boy, that's a fact. I mean, it's you just can't believe how a switch turns when that sun just hits the horizon, you know, one way or the other. And, uh, you know, they're, they're, all the people we talk to are, are successful, and it doesn't seem to make any difference what colors you're dealing. Of course, we use the crayfish colored or, you know, shiner or whatever it happens to be out here, but everything seems to work. It's just run a five, you know, in the shallower water and a number seven in the deeper. Also, the Berkeley Frenzies are working pretty well at this particular time. Uh, lots of guys are switching over to that. And so any crankbait that's going out there, uh, they're going to pick it up. So hopefully uh, in the future, you know, that will continue. And the, all the difference that I see is that the lake really lights up at night. There's probably more out there, Kev, at night than there's <laughs> daytime. Well, it's uh, it sounds like it's been, uh, I mean, if I read, pretty much from the first weekend on, I've been getting good reports from Leach. That's right. It it. It's not what you would say exceptional, you know, dealing like red or dealing with malax, but you aren't going to have a trouble going out there and getting a meal. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. And uh, the thing is, the the western end on this end of the lake seems to be producing more of the catchable the 15 to 19 and a half uh, fish than the, the other end. The south end's got a lot of big fish, but I know that some of the humps on that south end, variety Chippewa, Hogers, and Huddles, all those reefs, they are uh, catching fish on that because the, the aim people are down on those, and they're getting uh, their share of keepers there too. So, but leech has been good. No, it's not great by any means, but it's uh, it's still good. Hey, I know that uh, they're looking at a change in the uh, in the limit next year. Um, what is the proposed change, and what do you think about it? Well, we voted out of our task force here uh, the whole to go along with the whole state proposal, which was going to be. The way it appears to me, four fish statewide with one over 20. And um, it just seems to make sense to me, and that's kind of what we all kind of want to see. Instead of having to look at that booklet, you know, every time and see what lake you're on and what's going on, uh, we can go this route. But that's proposed. Uh, I, I think it's been accepted. You're going to see it posted here shortly if it isn't out there now. But that's the last that I heard, and... Uh, I'm, we're in favor of it, too. More insight on Leech Lake with Al Moss coming up next. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Take good notes so you sound smart. You're listening to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, where all the cool kids hang out. And Kev Jackson, too. Al Moss, my guest today, Hall of Fame angler. 
We were talking about in our last segment the walleye bite on Leech Lake. Meanwhile, in addition to walleye season, we're, we're getting into the uh, heart of bass season. We know you've got a ton of bass on that lake. Yeah, we haven't had any problem with the bass routine. Uh, that bite has really been good. Uh, I don't know how many tournaments we've had out here. I really haven't checked on that, Kev, but all I know is we've uh, the bass bite is good, and both, both smallmouth and largemouth. Uh, you know, are here now. The little lakes are just crazy. I mean, uh, if you're fishing the smaller lakes around, uh, the bass bite, they've come off the edges now, and they're sitting right in those cabbage beds. Uh, they're both shallow and deep water, but uh, whatever you're using, it seems to be up here. Uh, the rice is tall enough now that you can throw that spoons over the top till you get the blowout or a frog or toad, and then just follow it up with something else if you, if you missed them. But uh, there's no shortage of that routine taking place, and uh, that's what we're using uh, a lot. We're following up in the deeper water, just on the edges with tubes, big and a jig. That stuff has been working great. And the Northland, the impulse stuff has, has been very, very strong in regard to that. Uh, their new products, they've got new tubes out, and they have uh, critters that actually are working. The plastics are really uh, what you're looking at right now. Okay. And, of course, bass fishing is a lot of fun, and it seems to be getting more and more popular up here now. Well, you know, it's kind of a trend with the guides. <laughs> Let's just yeah. talk about that for a second. Uh, I was talking to Tony Roach, for his example, and uh, he's on the Lax. And uh, some of the other guys from the Nisswa Guides Association, they said, forget those walleyes. We're starting to get into this bass routine. Go on out, catch a pile of bass. You catch walleyes with it, you know, and having just a great time and they're migrating around. Leech Lake, I'm finding guys now that are really having fun chasing smallmouth bass around largemouth, and then they, if the walleyes aren't going, they go back into the weed beds, like back of Boy and uh, headquarters in those bays, uh, Sucker Bay and catching northern pike. And uh, so the, there's a little trend difference taking place rather than the hardcore walleye stuff. So this is what's happening. Well, you know, and I think that's important, too, because I think, for one thing, um, we've had that potential of being able to find fish and have fun fishing in any day of the year if we were flexible, and we're finally getting more and more people being flexible. That's exactly right. You want something to be uh, jerking on the end of those poles, you know, and that's uh, what's taking place. You know, a couple of years back, we were kind of directed to say, quit getting so concentrated on walleyes all the time. Start looking at the other species. Especially if you got kids, you know, it's a good idea. But if you go on out and fish these bass at the same time in the pike, there's no problem catching them. And, of course, you know, we're in that zone where we got a 10-pike deal, Kev. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you put a 22-inch uh, northern um, or lower below it there, there's not a whole lot of meat there. But that's what we're trying to reduce because of this predation. And then you got two over 26. Um, I've heard of some pretty nice northerns. Saw one that was 18 pounds the other day here wow. uh, pulled out. So um, hopefully that is what the people are going to turn to. Have you seen more and more people fishing northerns with this new regs or not yet? Uh, they'll, they'll, you know what? They're going to kick in. Uh, let's just talk muskies at the same time. Sure. Muskies right now, Kev, are, are, you know, they're following the people I talk to. Uh, there's a, they're smaller fish, and I know I'm listening to your reports and the guys up in Bemidji. Uh, the same thing is going. They're not, they're following, but they're not really hitting, even at the low light periods. Uh, so we're gonna typically, you know, you get in July, that's when it's gonna break loose. But 
the pike is no problem catching the pike. You go into these weed beds, I don't care what you're throwing, uh, you're going to catch the pike. If you really want good activity, don't hesitate to throw spinner baits. We use those reed runners out of Northland a lot, put in the black with an orange blades or the whites, uh, chartreuses, and you're going to catch fish. And uh, you're not only going to get pike, but you're going to get bass at the same given time. Okay. Yeah, I know that the the uh, musky guys are are very very patient and they're very very uh, long suffering, waiting for that bite to kick in. But uh, it you know it takes time. Well, <clears throat> I exactly right. You know, typically in all the years that I fished them and over the years, they're going this time of the year. It's always if you're looking at them making a transition from their spawning area into their summer habitats. A lot of times. So we were using bass stuff, especially like a great big uh, jig, the jungle jigs with a critter, like a salamander up front, and just kind of going along to sight sight fishing actually. But uh, now they're they're locating in their spots uh, out here. But we're, everybody's saying the same thing because of that laid ice out, you know, that we had. It's kind of screwed everything up, and I have to agree with it. It's got everything kind of confused out here, so you have to adapt to that. And uh, they'll kick in, believe me, they'll get going. Um, I haven't personally fished them yet at this particular time because we've been so busy with the other species, but um, it'll go pretty soon. What about the crappies and, uh, and bluegills? That bite, especially the bluegill bite, has been extremely strong uh, up till now. Now it's starting to thin down because they're off their beds. Uh, the crappie bite, uh, it depends upon the bays, but I, I heard people having no problem catching uh, the fish that they want. Uh, our problem, obviously, as you know, is we're into the thing where we've got such quality. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of those 10, 11-inch bluegills, and we have those big 15-inch crappies, and we're hoping that the people are putting those back in there so we can get more of them to come. Um, it's just uh, the bite, they'll, they'll become more difficult, all of them. But if you're looking for the crappies, they're still on the edge of the uh, old bulrushes, the bulrush reeds areas, a lot of them, and many of the bluegills are now hiding in the same stuff. But if you can find rice along the edge, uh, you've heard Bo talk about the same thing. We go along the rice beds, the edge jigging a slip bobber with a leech on it, pretty deadly. And um, keep what you should be keeping from probably nine under on the sunfish. And we like to say that under 13 with the crappies, everybody would be happy. But the bite is still good. And, you know, you don't have to fish a bobber. Like, I hope the people realize that if you start throwing some little tube jigs and the winter stuff with the, uh, that we have that we catch the sunfish and bluegills on, you're going you're gonna to do well. So that's what's going on. Okay. Um, I know one of the things that we've been concerned about a little bit on, on leech is the perch. Um, what are we seeing this summer so far? Uh, that's a good point. Uh, you know, that's one of our biggest concerns right now statewide. Uh, but here, um, perch, right now, they're very difficult to get. You're going to get one here and there, and we've had that all spring. By that, I'm referring to perch that are quality, big enough from, you know, the 8 to the 9-inch category where they start to keep them. There's a pile of the small ones, but we have evidently over-harvested the big ones. The, the trend is, um, and listening to the fisheries, uh, that we're moving up on the scale there in regard to the perch. But we have to watch that population very, very closely because they are obviously the major food that's going to feed everything. Um, not a lot of people are catching, let's say, 
like they do in the wintertime, by no means, Kevin. Mm-hmm. Um, I have found them that you can go back into certain areas. There's a lot of perch sitting back in there, but um, the quality, like I said, is, is, is down. So if you find a population of 10 to 12 inches, you better take uh, what you want because uh, you're not going to find them in the summertime. It's, they're very hard. Then all of a sudden in the fall, look what happens. It just breaks loose. So this is what we're open for. Give us a little bit of advice, Al. You know, talking fishing leech, and we're talking about being diverse and being flexible. Is there a, a good solid rod and reel combination that's going to be fine for a walleye, maybe some bass, and, and then the panfish bite northerns as well? It's, you know, it's a matter of choice with the people. Nowadays, you have so many options to deal with, Kev. Um, I've been involved with the design with many, many companies, and and uh, fishing the many things and testing them. All I'm just saying to the people is don't buy the, the lowest end things for your kids. Uh, buy stuff that's not going to disappoint them so that the line gets caught up in the spools and that type of stuff and everything breaks. Um, I'm saying that I would look at, Kev, when you're talking under, under $100, uh, but keep it up there where you have quality, materials, um, and to tell you one company over the other, that's very difficult. You know, we fish a lot of the top-end stuff. I never had that to start out with. You can catch fish way back uh, with the stuff that we had. Look at the ugly sticks. You couldn't break them, and, and to many uh, of the companies. But th- there's so many. Uh, what, what to buy is really hard to say. But get a kid comfortable. First of all, get the rod, then match the reel to it so that he's comfortable or she's comfortable with it, and that's the biggest key, so they don't get discouraged. But I don't think there's a one-rod thing that we can stand with. Uh, we used to use one rod for everything, as you know, mm-hmm. but nowadays it's producing them to keep the costs down. They always have to have this high-end thing, too, you know. You're looking at reels now that $200, $300, up to 500 and same thing with rods. Don't, in my book, that's a waste. Uh, that's fine for the guy that's rich, but that's not going to catch fish for the, the the poor families is what we're looking at. Try to get them something that can be used. Yeah, and I guess that's the thing that concerns me, you know, because I, I talk to guys that are really into fishing. Yeah. Um, but it, that's a lot of overwhelming information for somebody who maybe is just getting started, and it gets intimidating real quick. It really is, and, and I get parents that call me and want well, how do I outfit my kid? What's the right thing to deal with? And so, you know, it's very difficult. I just say go to your tackle store and tell them, you know, what you're looking for. But the the companies that you're looking at that I think that are really good, Kev, are, of course, the uh, Berkeley company has been out there forever. Fenwick has got reasonable things. St. Croix, um, the Loomis end is pretty high. I'm not saying that that's not good, but... Uh, the companies, uh, EcoClaw now, lots of those products have turned out to be really good. And um, and they're not that expensive. And But then match it with the reels. And to tell you what reels to buy, gosh, it's the same thing. These companies are cranking everything up. They have made <clears throat> such improvements. I worked with um, the Berkeley company on the Revo reels here for quite a few years, especially on the Beast, which is for the bigger ones for muskies and i mean they, they put a lot of time into it but that's not what you want for the kids get get the average reel to me the best buy is a fluger president 
reel, uh, spinning reel. Um, it's not that expensive. You can use it in the winter time at the same time, and then buy yourself a, a rod that matches to it. And then the line—that's your decision. Okay. All right, we're heading out this weekend, Al. We want to do some fishing. Uh, where should we be, and uh, and uh, what should we have in our boat? Well, if you would <coughs> come to Leech um, this weekend, let's just say that uh, Saturday and Sunday landings are going to be pretty busy because of the AIM tournament. Yeah. I would look to the uh, west end of the lake, this this end here where we're talking uh, the Steamboat Bay, the, the Walker Bay area is going to be heavily fished because of big fish with a deep drop. But the areas around the Goose Island area, the Sucker Bay area is producing fish. Um, west of Goose has been good and north of Goose. These are all great big flats. And what's working, Kev, uh, up there, if you can't catch them rigging on a drift, then go to your uh, um, crawlers or leeches with bottom bounces. There, uh, all the guys that I've talked to have been catching, if not limits, but close to limits a day, on that basis. So on the other end of the lake, I don't know much about it. I just talked to Jeff Arnold from Reeds. He just said it's very difficult to catch catchable, keepable fish, Mm -hmm. but they're catching big fish and they're fishing deeper. Um, But in my case, or in my opinion, this West End right now is doing the best of the bunch. Okay. And are you uh, still taking uh, clients this summer? Oh, yeah. Uh, we're trying to do that, plus developing and everything else. <laughs> uh, we'll see how it goes. Right. It uh, gets demanding once in a while, but we're working very hard on watching Leech Clay close. Let's put it that way. And uh, I think it's going to be interesting when we get to the end of the year when the analysis comes out to see where we are. Yeah, it's uh, it's very important lake, you know. It's um, very important, yep, and... Uh, Everybody knows it, and we have to watch it because of the pressure that's involved in it. And there are a lot of people here, and uh, I expect them to do well. One thing I will say, Kev, we are catching a lot of small fish, too. There's a lot of that 12 to 14, which is a good sign. But um, overall, many of the guides and the people you're talking to are very concerned. So we're we'll be watching what's going on, and we'll give Henry a bad time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, one of our favorite people from Leech Lake, Hall of Famer Al Moss, joining us today. Uh, Al, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. You bet, Kev. Keep up the good work. All right. It's official. The weekend's here. Let's go fishing. Fish Popcorn, yeah. I'm still confused. Country. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today.